0: In order to get anything to happen, you have to take a certain amount of risk, and you have to sort of go into an area where you're not sure you're going to be able to pull it off. George is always known as an innovator. Uh, here we go again. He's doing something new. He's doing something different. It's, uh, it's, a, it's, a, risk, it's a risky idea. Episode 2 takes place 10 years after uh, Episode 1, and now Anakin is... Uh... Padawan learner, Apprentice Jedi, and Obi-Wan is his mentor. Padme finished her term as the Queen of Naboo and has gone on to become a senator. The movie is essentially a story about Anakin and Anakin's uh, dealing with his emotions, the difficulty of his uh, being torn between his duty and his emotional uh, needs, which relate to uh, Padme. The style that I picked to tell him in is a style of a 1930s, uh, you know, Saturday matinee serial. So the acting style, the 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 sets, everything in these are sort of done in the 30s, in the sort of the, in the genre of movies in the 1930s. And this one, it gets a little film noir. We have a little bit of a, you know, mystery and that sort of thing. Uh, but it's all done in that sort of hero.
1: star wars fans and moof milkers everywhere welcome to episode number 296 blast points this is jason and this is gabe it's the beginning of aotc year attack of the clones year i'm excited to be a part of this i'm I'm feeling it i'm glad we finally made it We've, we've lived long enough (laughs) To make it to Attack of the Clones year We made it through Phantom Menace year Saga year, indie year Finally, now Attack of the Clones And you know, it's like If you've been listening to the show for a while Our love for Attack of the Clones Is no secret I mean, just last year We did, what, the IMAX Weird version of Attack of the Clones We did the sound of Attack of the Clones Last year For Saga year, last year we did AOTC A to Z which is a classic. I'm looking back. Like, I feel like in our first year when we did, like, we were like, let's just do a whole episode just about how much we love attack of the clones. And I think that was like, when we look back, we agreed that that was like the first episode where we started to like, okay, maybe this is what blast points is about. It was attack of the clones that kind of had to help us get on our feet a little bit. I, yeah. I, as, as far as I'm concerned, that's the first official blast points episode is, uh, <laughs> We truly, deeply love you, Attack of the Clones, I think. <laughs> Which we did not go back and listen to that episode, but there could be a lot of <laughs> repeat from that to this today. But that's how much we love Attack of the Clones. I mean, it was my number one for a long time. It's my top of the heap. What's your number one right now? That What's what's going on? Oh, Phantom Menace pushed it out. Oh, all right. All right. Yeah. Who knows? After Attack of the Clones year, <laughs> It might come back. I know. Be like Boba shooting Bib out of the throne. Boba! Oh! (laughs) Attack of the Clones is back on the throne. But so our opinion on Attack of the Clones has never changed. If anything, I think for me, I've grown to love it more and more and more as the years go on. Not like I didn't right away, but Attack of the Clones, I think as we've discussed a lot, at least for me, it was when I first saw it, it was so radically different than any Star Wars movie ever before. And I was like, I knew I loved it. But I was like, I, I need multiple viewings to really soak this one in. Well, we were talking about this the other day of like, what was it? Episode The third episode of Book of Boba was the one that was like very Attack of the Clones because it you kind of have to watch it like five times before it starts to make sense. Yeah. It's a new member of the family and you really got to spend some quality time during the holidays, sitting and talk to him, be like, I think that one's going to work out. It's not holding your hand at all. It's just, it's doing its thing, and it's just waiting for you to catch up. It went straight to the hors d'oeuvres table and just started taking stuff, and you're like, oh, wow, that's unexpected. I don't usually see that. It's not afraid to eat its dessert first. It's shocking at first, but after a (laughs) while, you're like, you know what? I really respect the way you did that. Yeah. It's like breakfast for dinner. That's Attack of the Clones. It's like eight o'clock at night and you're eating an omelet and pancakes. It's totally, it totally feels good. Could be shocking, but the more you think about it, you're like, God, it's not a bad idea, actually. <laughs> this is actually really good. That's Attack of the Clones. An Attack of the Clones role in Star Wars history, I think, especially since the new era of Star Wars has begun its role in history has become more and more and more interesting and it's maybe the one of the three prequels that has the most lasting legacy like so many things that are just part of what we think of as star wars now kind of came out of attack of the clones and and things that were hinted at maybe in phantom menace we really didn't they didn't really blossom until attack of the clones and that's kind of what we're talking about in this this first episode, this first installment of Attack of the Clones year is the fact that it seems now more than ever that episode two, Attack of the Clones, has become maybe the most important Star Wars movie ever. And I think this was something that kind of dawned on me last year with the Bad Batch, where I was just watching it and I was like, Man, it's it's a bunch of Django fets. And this whole story is revolving around Camino. It's like, didn't everybody used to hate Attack of the Clones? And now it's seemingly the most important Star Wars movie ever. Well, and I think that's some of the, the magic of it is even people who don't like the movie like all of the stuff that came from it. Again, it's the raw bean that you mix a little cream and hot water with it. And it's like a yummy latte and everybody's eating it up. But they'd forget that if they didn't go back to that super intense bean, they wouldn't have the the wonderful, tasty drink that they love. But I feel like, though, Attack of the Clones for so many people out there is probably still the least watched Star Wars movie. I find like sometimes if you make like dialogue quotes or direct references to. Little things in Attack of the Clones Unless you're talking about like Dexter Jetster Or something, things that have become kind of Iconic, small details Are kind of lost (laughs) Attack of the Clones is We said it just five minutes ago It's a movie that keeps getting better and better and better With every rewatch I've been So overjoyed just like With Phantom Menace to see The younger generation really Embracing Attack of the Clones brings real warm feelings to my heart and i hope if celebration 2022 can happen and if there is some sort of attack of the clones 20th anniversary thing you know we're gonna be there like the the steve buscemi thing like hello fellow kids you know (laughs) that's wonderful like i love that attack of the clones yeah is being embraced by this new generation because it's it's weird it's wild and it's insanely influential right now it is jam-packed from start to finish with nothing but star wars and hopefully if celebration can happen just like in 2019 how all the phantom menace old phantom menace toys were suddenly expensive i don't know if you'd be able to get your your empty box again which for the sake of the first episode of attack of the clones year if you could grace us one more time with the empty box story from Celebration 2019 in Chicago, uh, yeah, we were at the what the late night uh, like swap meet thing, people selling all the crazy stuff, and somebody had a silver box with a sticker on it from a Attack of the Clones charity screening that previously had like a sandwich in it or something, and I negotiated down with the guy to get it for like five bucks or something and as soon as he sold it he turned to his buddy and said i told you i'd sell that thing (laughs) it's still like my (laughs) favorite i would be a hundred years old and like in an old folks home and i'll be like i remember at a time gabe bought the empty box from the attack of the Clones charity screen It it was an empty cardboard box Well, I thought you were going to say maybe that guy with the Attack of the Clones clock will finally sell it to me. There's been like two different celebrations and he won't lower the price. (laughs) It's still always sitting at his booth. It's the clock with Anakin on it. It's like now will finally be the time when it's it's priced appropriately. It's Attack of the Clones here. Or maybe they'll jack up the price. As we're going to get into, Hayden's coming back. Attack of the Clones renaissance is upon us right now. The movie's being viewed in a different light by so many, and maybe the clock will finally be in in your grasp, or maybe it'll be $500. Yeah, and and maybe I won't care, and I'll just pay $500 for it because it's Attack of the Clones year. It's been 20 years. Finally, Hayden Christensen, clock, you're worth it. Whatever they want to charge. For the longest time, I had an Attack of the Clones watch, that just said Attack of the Clones on the face of it. And I always liked looking at it because it's like, what time is it? It's Attack of the Clones time. Well, and we can never forget, too, that that there's the uh, a DVD bootleg of Attack of the Clones that's misprinted and says Attack of the Clothes on the disc. <laughs> so another Attack of the Clones memories. It's going to be an episode coming up in Attack of the Clones year, Attack of the Clothes. We're not even going to talk about Star Wars, we're just going to be talking about fashion. High fashion. <laughs> Look at all these shoes.
2: Star Wars Episode 2 is the must-see film of the summer. Now, we live the excitement. Hold on. Relive the adventure. Relive the fun.
1: Okay, so here's what we're going to do. Because it's the 20-year anniversary of Attack of the Clones, we are going to go through the movie and list off the 20 things that are in Attack of the Clones that have now become the most important things in Star Wars ever. Things that were introduced first in Attack of the Clones that are now crucial parts of Star Wars. Gabe, what is our first Attack of the Clones revelation, if you will? So the first one is clones and cloning we'd heard of clones there'd been talk of clones in books and comics we'd heard about the clone wars from obi-wan but in this film was the first time we are seeing actual clones in a star wars movie yeah no big deal didn't have much of an impact on any star wars story ever afterwards at all in any way No, it was like after Attack of the Clones, no one cared about clones anymore. That movie already did it. We're done with these things. Which that is, like I was saying, that was a thing during Bad Batch where having long discussions about clone troopers and what it means and brotherhood and, you know, let alone like the Clone Wars show and all the amazing clone episodes and just the amount of stories and characters and everything that came out of clones and cloning it's kind of wild to think about and it's wild to go back and watch attack of the clones and watch those kamino scenes and like as they're walking through and the Kaminoans are like oh we're building all these too and all in the end it's like man this we were so naive back then we had no idea what was coming <laughs> No, because it's crazy because it's kind of become one of those things where there's people who are like, well, you know, I'm just into Jedi stuff or I'm just into Mandalorian stuff. And there's people who are like, I just like clone stories. I just want to hear about the clones. And like, that's my Star Wars thing is I'm into clones. And there's enough stuff that you can be. And it wouldn't have existed without Attack of the Clones. And maybe that wacky George Lucas guy knew what he was doing because he put it in the title. When the title came out. What did I? I If I ever asked you, what did when do you remember when the attack the clones title came out? What you were thinking? I was probably like doing the moonwalk or something. I was like, (laughs) "That's the best title I've ever heard." I hope it's real. I love that title from the first moment I heard it. I think at that point I was just like, "Okay, whatever." I was like, "I'm with all Star Wars titles." Like, "Okay, whatever. The crazier the better. Let's go with it." (laughs) But that, that one, more than anything, I think, was letting you know what you were in for before you got to the theater. This movie is going to attack you, and it's going to attack you with clones. It's true. It is It is an attack. Yeah. And it's attack you're never going to recover from because here we are 20 years later, and we're still watching stuff with clones in it. And we love it. <laughs> Obsessing. Give us more. We need more clones. <laughs> are we going to see Rex? Are we going to see Cody? <laughs> This this show called The Book of Boba Fett That's about a clone Palpatine comes back In The Rise of Skywalker They didn't explain why he's a clone And how it was cloned But he's a clone Okay, speaking of clones Our next very important thing Is the Clone Wars Groundwork This is related to the previous topic Of just clones and cloning But setting up The Clone War, the Republic and the Separatists and the fact that it was all a fuzzy sham created by Palpatine to create war with the downfall of the Jedi and everything, all of that is put into motion in the two hours of Attack of the Clones, which spawned the entire Clone Wars series, which then led into Bad Batch, into this fascinating period of time in Star Wars history. Well, not to mention the the Gendi Clone Wars Animated series as well. When we were t- coming up with the list for this episode, I started thinking about the Genndy Clone Wars show. And when that first episode aired, and it was kind of post-Attack of the Clone Star Wars stories for the first time, I remember watching it and being like, wow, what an exciting new time of this story. I'm like, All the possibilities we could go down now. And maybe that's like an overriding thing with everything we're talking about in this episode. That's kind of what Attack of the Clones did. It set up so many things and introduced this new era. Well, I almost think that's one of the the reasons sometimes Attack of the Clones can feel weird watching it. Because it's almost like it's just throwing new ideas at you faster than you can keep up. And it's not necessarily worried about leading you along with the story you're watching as much as just sending your mind in a million different directions because it's like, well, think, look at this cool thing. What about this cool thing? Here's this new cool thing. And all those things were cool enough that all these years later they're still being referenced and, and elaborated on, which is why we're talking about it today. Clones can think creatively. You will find that
2: they are immensely superior to droids We take great pride in our combat education and training programs. This group was created about five years ago. You mentioned growth acceleration. Oh yes, it's essential. Otherwise a mature clone would take a lifetime to grow. Now we can do it in half the time. I see. They are totally obedient, taking any order without question. We modified their genetic structure to make them less independent than the original host. And who was the original host? A bounty hunter called Jango Fett. And where is this bounty hunter now? Oh, we keep him here. Apart from his pay, which is considerable, Fett demanded only one thing. An unaltered clone for himself. Curious, isn't it? Unaltered? Pure genetic replication, no tampering with the structure to make it more docile, and no growth acceleration. I should very much like to meet this Jango Fett.
0: I would be very happy to arrange it for you.
1: We can't forget the most famous clone of them all, Boba Fett and his father, Jango Fett. The original clone, who is kind of important these days. And this was a big deal at the time because this was on screen, the first official, like, here's some story about Boba Fett other than him just capturing Han Solo and falling into the Sarlacc pit. When it, yeah, and it was our first on screen person in Mandalorian armor than we've ever seen besides Boba Fett. And just kind of what a mind blowing thing that was at the time. Well, and seeing them without his helmet as well, like the whole it was like the whole story of the Mandalorian was everyone sitting in the theater at Attack of the Clones like, what well, he's not supposed to take his helmet off. Right. <laughs> what I remember too with the lead up to Attack of the Clones, being like, oh, so this guy's gonna take his helmet off. We're gonna see like what he look. Can they do that? I thought they couldn't do that. And that, yeah, the whole thing and Boba Fett being the little kid and Boba Fett being the, yeah, the exact clone of Django and just getting Boba Fett's backstory. I mean, we're living in the aftermath of that story right now, as we record this with the book of Boba Fett going on, like getting flashbacks to Kamino and kid Boba watching the slave one fly away. I mean, it's, And some of the scars that Boba Fett lives with and its attack of the clones. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and it was like at the time, you know, there was kind of people weren't expecting or ready for such a, you know, in their minds, drastic change of who Boba Fett was, but it wasn't something that went away or, you know, Disney didn't come along and, and recast Boba Fett and make it a new movie and, oh, no, it's not really who you saw in attack of the clones. It's this new guy who's the real Boba Fett or anything. No, it's like all this time that is the character. And it's, it's almost, you could say it's a new character, but it's really, it's not. That was the thing too. In that episode of Mandalorian, the end of the Marshall, when he turns around and we clearly see for the first time, yes, it's Tem back as Boba Fett. And we're also used to it now, but you know, even just a little over a year ago, it was just like, oh, my God, we're really doing this. And it was just such a warm embrace of Attack of the Clones. And it was just like, you know, after all that time, especially during the lead up to The Force Awakens, where it was kind of like, oh, you know, they they don't want to do talk about the prequels or anything. And just even the fact that Kylo Ren said uh, perhaps... Snoke should consider using a clone army. It was like, they're not forgetting the prequels. But (laughs) we had no idea what was coming. But that was just such a great thing to see where it's like, no, Tem is Boba. Attack of the clones is vitally important. Well, and even jumping back, the fact that, you know, Daniel Logan, as he grew, got to be slightly older kid Boba in the Clone Wars, like another seed from attack of the clones that followed through you know for a few years it was it was a while after the movie that they were still doing boba stories in clone wars and they could have got a different voice actor and they could have just stopped telling stories about boba but they didn't and it all again goes back to attack of the clones well our next topic directly related to boba everyone's new favorite the seismic charge First introduced in Attack of the Clones. Now it is the number one fan favorite. It's been in The Mandalorian. It's been in the Book of Boba Fett. They'll probably find a way to introduce it into Kenobi and Andor. The Seismic Charge. Everyone loves it. Is the Seismic Charge now like the band that got big and you're like, man, I used to see the Seismic Charge in clubs 20 years ago. (laughs) I've got a Seismic Charge t-shirt from 2002. I could probably sell it for a lot of money, but I'm not going to because I love it. Yeah, Seismic Charge is okay, but I think it kind of sold out. The Seismic Charge renaissance is here. I'm all for it. I love it every time we get it. Part of it is directly related to the beautiful Ben Burtt sound effect. I think that goes hand in hand. Like, what would the Seismic Charge be without that Ben Burtt sound effect? And it's definitely maybe the biggest thing from Attack of the Clones that just universally is loved by everybody. Even people who despise the movie and only saw it once and refuse to ever watch it again, they get a smile on their face when they hear the seismic charge. Even people that have never seen an attack of the clones. People that have never even seen Star Wars. They get a smile on their face when they see and or hear the seismic charge. Like, what's that sound? It sounds like Angels. And moving on to the next one, we wouldn't have the seismic charge without another thing introduced in Attack of the Clones, and that was on-screen Boba Fett, Slave One, Starship action. Empire Strikes Back, we saw it flying slowly through some junk or landing or taking off, but finally in Attack of the Clones, we saw it flying through asteroids, shooting lasers, in a dogfight with a Jedi starfighter. Yeah, and now the laser sound effects of the Slave One. Now, like when they show up in Book of Boba, it's just like, oh yeah, of course that's the sound the Slave One makes. And I would even think for a minute, like if somebody asked me at four thirty a.m. when I'm watching Book of Boba, are those sounds from the original trilogy? I'd be like, yeah, they are. Yeah, not even think because that just seems like that's how long we've known them. Well, and even more than just you know, it's the ship flying around. It's literally, the ship has, like, a rapid-fire machine gun turret on it that just shoots lasers until you can't take it anymore. And when it came back in Book of Boba, same sort of thing, just the whole rapid-fire, ridiculous, so many lasers is just part of that ship now. And even in the the episode of Book of Boba, The Gathering Storm, the fight with Fennec, with the Slave One trying to take off and Boba... In the cockpit, trying to get it to go, and the fight going on outside. It's kind of riffing on the scene in Attack of the Clones, with the fight going on outside the Slave One, and Boba in the cockpit trying to get it to take off. It's like it's like poetry, people. It rhymes. Yeah, the only difference was Fennec didn't hit her head getting in, but she's too she's too cool for that. She's not going to bump her head on a door. She knows how doors work. Unlike uh, those fets. Okay, so our next. Super important Attack of the Clones love train topic. Hayden Christensen. Introduced first in Attack of the Clones. Now, Star Wars royalty. He's going to be back in Kenobi before we know it. Just recently, he was in that Star Wars charity video And I swear, like, the first time that he was on, I didn't even hear what he said. Because it's like, oh, my God, it's Hayden Christensen. And he's talking about something even remotely connected to Star Wars. People are excited. There's excitement. And it all goes back to the debut 20 years ago in Attack of the Clones. Grown-up Anakin. We fell in love with Jake Lloyd as little kid Anakin. But here was, now it's getting serious. This is grown-up Anakin. It's like the Hayden Christensen renaissance has gone hand in hand with the Attack of the Clones renaissance too. Because remember for the longest time, even like at celebrations or something, it's like, oh, Hayden can't come to one because everybody hates him. And then he was there in Orlando in 2017 and people lost their damn minds. And it's almost like that, like, oh, Attack of the Clones. No, that's everybody's least favorite Star Wars movie and now we're in the attack of the clones renaissance and and everyone's losing their damn minds to the point where we're making a show about kenobi who and we're making a show about ahsoka and we're going to put hayden christensen in both of them because that's how much people are going nuts star wars royalty and it all started in attack of the clones you seem a little on edge not at all uh, George Lucas was, was joking But Attack of the Clones It's an attack you can never recover from We're going to be attacking you all year Listen, listen folks For the next 12 months Or the next 11 months In 2022 nonstop Attack of the Clones This is going to be so much Star Wars going on We still got to try and fit in some Attack of the Clones every month Yeah, but you know what? Star Wars is doing it for us because we got two shows coming this year in addition to the one that's already on that are directly tied to Attack of the Clones. Which I think leads us to our next topic, right? Yes. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Which we put this on the list because Obi-Wan in The Phantom Menace, he's young, brash, Padawan, learner, Jedi Knight, still got the Braid Obi-Wan. The Obi-Wan in Attack of the Clones is a bit more of the Obi-Wan that we spend time with in Clone Wars. Kind of the prequel era Obi-Wan as we know it starts in Attack of the Clones, really. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, at this point, really, Attack of the Clones through Clone Wars obi-wan is the real obi-wan and if anything a phantom menace is like he's a he's a minor character in a way and he's just kind of like the pre-young early you know before he's the obi-wan we all know and love and when you get to the original trilogy in hindsight now he's kind of like this is it's the end of his story he does what he can, but he turns into a ghost and, and he's, you know, he's a whole, it's another chapter in his life. And like the main meat of what is Obi-Wan Kenobi starts with Attack of the Clones. And I mean that, Ewan in a lot of ways is the is the character now. Because like you said, the Clone Wars version of Obi-Wan, who we've gotten so many stories with, is directly inspired by Ewan McGregor in Attack of the Clones. Which kind of leads us right into our next topic The deep, 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 deep look at Anakin Skywalker, which a very similar thing. Anakin in The Phantom Menace, he's young, cute, innocent Jake Lloyd. But the Anakin in, yeah, Attack of the Clones, this is kind of where his story really kind of takes off. And he's... Really wrestling with the things that eventually lead him into being Darth Vader. It kind of starts in Attack of the Clones. All the meat and potatoes of Anakin Skywalker are all here starting in Episode 2. I mean, you could say in Phantom Menace, yeah. of course, he has to say goodbye to his mother and that story begins. But when we meet up with him in Clones, it's when he's really wrestling with this stuff. Well, and it's also now when you're imagining the man in the suit of Darth Vader, it's Hayden Christensen's face that's in the suit. And that we didn't have that, you know, we had kindly old Sebastian Shaw from Return of the Jedi, but now, you know, in Rebels, when Ahsoka cuts his helmet a little bit and you see the eye in there, like that's the eye of cartoon Hayden Christensen. And and if there's Darth Vader stuff in Kenobi, and there's any sort of hint of Anakin Skywalker, it's Hayden Christensen. And I remember in Rogue One, when we get that little side view of Vader in the tank before he has the armor on, and it just meant so much more, just like seeing his ear, you know, and being like, oh my God, Anakin's ear, oh my God. Again, yeah, you in your head, you're like, it's, Hayden Christensen's face is what you're imagining. And it's all Hayden Christensen. And it's what he gave to that role. It's what he and the story and the script and everything brought to it. And all of that began in Attack of the Clones. Another one on our list, which ties directly to Hayden and Anakin, is Secret Love, specifically Secret Love with Padme. Because... With attack of the clones and their story padme and anakin kind of their stories intertwine and become one and their relationship and padme amidala becomes as much a part of vader as anakin and as we get into revenge of the sith and stories you know past that realizing how much that really is the the essence of who vader is is that that loss his love for Padme and the, the guilt he feels for what he thinks he did, what he carries with him, that he killed Padme, killed their unborn child, the Pal- that Palpatine lied to him, becomes the whole core of the original trilogy that we didn't even know existed, which is the wonderful, awesome thing. But yeah, Padme in this movie, very much like Anakin and Obi-Wan, She's not Queen Amidala anymore, and it, the attack of the clones starts to ask, "Well, who is Padme?" And literally, we visit her her family. We go back to Naboo, and we kind of see who Senator Amidala is. And Natalie Portman is given more of a character to play than perhaps just sitting on the throne and the action scenes at the end of the Phantom Menace. She's we learn more about Padme. We can always learn. Even more about Padme, and thankfully in Clone Wars and so many books we have, I think we've said it over and over and over again, all of that started really in Attack of the Clones. Well, it's because similar to Anakin, similar to Obi-Wan, it was like the prequel version of them was kind of this, this proto young version. And it wasn't until Attack of the Clones that all the characters kind of come into their own and become... The character that we know from then on unfortunately we can't say that for Captain Panaka because he wasn't there in Attack of the Clones but for the other characters who survived or decided to come back they really begin to blossom in Attack of the Clones
2: looks pretty bad Jam the doors! Ornaka! You can't take a royal highness. there. the huts of gangsters, Antilles of Alderaan,
1: and Ainley Team of Malastare. A- 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 <laughs> so we've talked about the characters, but maybe the biggest character of Attack of the Clones is one not seen. George Lucas. George Lucas wilding out. Really something that got going in Attack of the Clones. Gabe, when, when we say George Lucas wilding out, what do we mean? What don't we mean? It's like any sort of, as as ridiculous and crazy and outrageous and just the overload of Star Wars that Phantom Menace was. That was the warm-up. That was him getting his feet wet. And with Attack of the Clones, there was nothing in George Lucas's imagination too crazy to throw into this movie and it's like any sort of restrictions that he maybe felt he had in the past, it seems like that they were gone by the time Attack of the Clones comes around. What's great is like with, with the Streets of Mosesba episode of Book of Boba, when the, the mod gang showed up with their scooters and people freaking out that the scooters were too clean and saying they were too colorful. It's funny how many people compared it to Attack of the Clones or like it's something out of Attack of the Clones or something. And it's like that is like the benchmark for Star Wars insanity. It really is, though. It's like the colors are insane. The action is insane. The creatures are insane. The story is insane. There's a love story. There's a mystery. Some of it makes sense. Some of it doesn't make sense. And it just moves at a million miles an hour. And there's no other Star Wars movie like it. And bless Attack of the Clones for being like that, because I feel like sometimes a lot of people expect Star Wars, we've said this so many times, Star Wars to only reference Star Wars and for Star Wars to only refer to Star Wars and just kind of stay in this wheel of kind of what we know and what we expect. And Attack of the Clones really kind of takes that step outside of what we think Star Wars is or could be. And when Star Wars does that again and gets a little weird and gets a little wacky and goes in crazy new directions, it'll just keep getting compared to Attack of the Clones. And that's fine. I, it's some, if, some, if somebody says to me, this new Star Wars thing is kind of like Attack of the Clones, it's going to be like, oh, good. I'm really going to like this one because <laughs> right. this one's going to go in a crazy new direction and maybe be take inspiration from things other than other Star Wars things. And that's pure George Lucas. Well, and one of the things that allowed George Lucas to walk on the wild side with this one is the next thing on the list, which is the technology. I mean, this movie really pushed technology to the extreme. And looking back on it, it's almost like they were crazy to make this movie the way they did because they went completely digital with the cameras. They went way more into green screen backgrounds and digital sets. And because of that, you know, if you compare Attack of the Clones now to the other movies, it's almost in a way the the roughest looking in a way, or you could say the lowest quality, because they literally were using, they were pushing technology to the absolute limit to film this movie the way they did. But if they didn't do that, and they weren't crazy enough or brave enough to do it, The way movies are made today probably wouldn't have happened as quickly as it did. Really, every Star Wars film or Star Wars show or even the animated shows that have come after Attack of the Clones are building off of the ideas and technology and just the way they made this movie. Yeah, it's great going back and watching some of the old um, featurettes and stuff from Attack of the Clones where Lucas is talking about digital technology, embracing digital technology for Attack of the Clones, using digital sets. And it reminds me of once they started using the volume on how it was like, well, this is kind of what he always wanted to do, but the technology wasn't there. And hearing him talk about yeah, the digital sets and stuff, it's just like, yeah, it all got there eventually. But again, it's the same thing. It's taking that step outside into new areas of thinking That got them there into digital technology. It got us where we are now, where those kind of stories can be told that we're watching on streaming, which is insane. But yeah, that's all. The spirit of Attack of the Clones is going in crazy new directions. Well, and it's it's worth bringing up, too, the whole thing with Robert Rodriguez. like His whole kind of transition into crazy green screen stuff was kind of inspired by... His interactions with George Lucas around Attack of the Clones. George Lucas kind of showing him, hey, this is what I'm doing for Attack of the Clones. And his whole career with the Spy Kids sequels and almost everything he makes now is just like built off of the technology that, that they were pushing for Attack of the Clones. It all started with Attack of the Clones. Another thing to start with Attack of the Clones, Jedi action. We take it for granted now. We take it for granted. But at the time, the Geonosis battle and seeing all those jedis in action was mind-blowing. Well, and don't forget this, you know, relates back to Lucas wild and out. At the beginning of the movie, Obi-Wan just jumps through a window. And him and Anakin take turns falling from a thousand story tall skyscrapers like the most outrageous over-the-top action that Jedi do. We didn't know that that was what Jedi do until this movie, and now we know that's just how Jedi are. I just had a moment where I was just sitting there thinking, I was going back literally to just how it felt watching it for the first time and how mind-blowing all of that was. Just, yeah, Obi-Wan jumping through the window. Just the fact that Makes Windu was getting to do something. And Mace Windu does like a triple flip in the air and takes off his flaming robe and lands on his two feet and starts fighting droids. Does alien Jedi all over the place? Coleman Trebor What's going on? Well, and we can't forget even Little Yoda has to get in in the action. It's like we thought maybe we'd get some Jedi action in these new movies and Attack of the Clones. Let us know. Yes, you're going to get some this is what it looks like you know we got seven seasons of clone wars all built off of that one scene of them in their arena the yoda dooku fight the yoda dooku fight this counts as jedi action absolutely mind-blowing theaters went crazy we were at we told the story all the time but it's worth telling again we were at celebration 2 the rick mccallum spectacular rick mccallum showed us this footage with him screaming on stage. He's with a microphone up to his mouth, just screaming the F word into the audience. And they show the Yoda footage. We lost our minds. You took your shoe off. You were shaking your shoe in the air. I lost control. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. People don't know. People don't know. Then within the Rick McCallum's Rick McCallum still on stage screaming, they open up the doors. We got to get out. And we're just wandering around Celebration 2 in Indianapolis, like, well, what, what what just happened? That's why I don't remember Celebration 2. Anything after we saw the Yoda fight, it's just a blur. How did I get home? Did you drive me home? I don't even know. You know what? I don't know. I don't remember the end of Celebration 2 either. That's a good point. I don't either. Yeah. I remember going there. We got there. We saw the Yoda footage, and we woke up in the desert two years later. <laughs> the lizard went up our nose. <laughs> Cheeky little bugger. So, the next one on our list, it's a big one, and we may have hinted at it earlier, but it is Camino, the wild sci fi look of Camino, the mystery of Camino. Camino is the Star Wars thing that just won't quit. Again, it was a bad batch thing where it was like. I think we said it in all of our Bad Batch Review episodes where the mystery of Kamino was still going on in 2021. And we're like, what is happening? We are still fascinated with this weird planet and what is going on there. The whole look of it, the fact that it was all very sleek and white and didn't have the used universe look that people thought Star Wars had was supposed to look like. So bold, so outrageous. I don't know. I still am in love with everything Camino, and the mystery of Camino still exists. Right. Because you would think Bad Batch, they blew up the buildings on Camino. Camino's done. But no, Nalise is still around. She's hanging out with the Empire. Yeah. The mystery of Camino never ends, it never dies. It's still going on. Hopefully, this year, maybe we'll find out even more about the mystery of Camino. And we can't forget Book of Boba. Multiple episodes have started with Boba remembering his childhood on Kamino. Still giving us goosebumps and chills. 20 years later, live-action Kamino still existing. It all started with Attack of the Clones. Well, speaking of Kamino, another thing that first started in Attack of the Clones... People riding on giant flying whales. Go back to the earliest, earliest drafts of the Lucas screenplay. Luke was always flying on some giant bird or something. It finally happened in Attack of the Clones. It's been going on ever since. But only Attack of the Clones was bold enough to be like, we're going to have somebody fly on a giant creature. So, Attack of the Clones started it. We got a little bit of people riding flying stuff in Revenge of the Sith. We got some people riding flying stuff in the Clone Wars cartoon. And we're anxiously awaiting the return of live-action people riding flying creatures. There's a show on right now featuring an ex-bounty hunter who loves all the creatures. Maybe he's going to ride a flying creature someday. I don't know. I hope so. I hope somebody does. Got the Ahsoka show coming around the corner is Ezra going to come in riding a whale I wouldn't be surprised I'm back and I'm riding a whale it's Ezra Bridger here we go let's do it the other shows made and you wait a couple episodes before things got crazy yeah Ezra's just going to come back first episode I'm on a whale that's just going to be the trailer it's going to be a whale coming out of hyperspace and Ezra's going to be on top (laughs) where you been losers let's go guess who's back Ezra's back our next thing, first introduced more so in Attack of the Clones than any other Star Wars movie, Tuscan culture, Tuscan dogs, Tuscan kids. We're living that life right now. We're accepting it. We're loving it. We can't get enough Tuscans. And I, every time I see the Tuscan dog, the Massif, massive, whatever it is, I like to remember and tell myself that first happened in Attack of the Clones. And it's not just Book of Boba. It was Mando season two, started the renaissance of Tuscans and Massifs, and it continues on in the live action TV show universe. The next one is a really big one. First came out in Attack of the Clones, Dooku, the Lost 20, the expansion of the Sith. Yeah, and really the, the idea of just because you're a Jedi doesn't mean you're always a Jedi. And just because we'd never seen it before didn't mean it didn't happen before. With the Lost 20, it was like, oh, are we going to see Anakin turn evil? And, well, we see it already in Attack of the Clones with Dooku, and we find out that Dooku's not the only one, that there were 20 other Jedi over the years that left the Order, that it's, it's a thing, it happens. In introducing a Sith Lord like Count Dooku into Attack of the Clones with Christopher Lee and everything that Christopher Lee brought to that character, going from Darth Maul to Dooku is such a shift because Darth Maul is kind of this silent, deadly nightmare of a Sith assassin. And then you have the very regal Dooku who isn't so much interested in Destroying you with flipping and kicking around, with kind of more playing like a mental game and the whole charade of the separatists and everything, and reporting to Palpatine and Dooku's intentions and Dooku's backstory. It was all just so fascinating when it came out in Attack of Clones and still continues to be.
2: And just, it just
1: added so much to what the Sith were. If we would have gotten, like, you think of the. Attack of the Clones art book and all the the ideas for, well, who will the new Sith Apprentice be? And it was like Darth Maul Part 2 for so many of them before they landed on Dooku. Oh, and I just love what Dooku added to the whole the Sith mythology. Well, like you said, it really opened up what is possible and what is acceptable to people as far as what, what is what does the Sith mean? It's not... You don't have to be a monster. You can be Potentially a nice guy with good character, according to Mace Windu. But really, deep down inside, still be a little bit evil. Maybe wear pajamas. That's how evil you are when you run around. (laughs) When expanding ideas of the Force and everything, we got younglings being trained by Yoda. Yeah, before Attack of the Clones, the closest thing to to a youngling we saw was Anakin at the end. And we didn't know what that was. We didn't know what that meant. We knew there was a Jedi Academy or a Jedi Temple, but Attack of the Clones. We got to see these little kids with their little lightsabers learning from, in hindsight, the obvious answer, the little tiny Jedi that, well, of course, Yoda's going to teach the little kids. Why not? And that's how everyone, Yoda's everybody's master. And just kind of showing like the the day to day, what goes on in the Jedi Temple? Well, they take teaching classes and there's little kids and they're doing stuff. And it, it was always so great with two knowing like the doom that was going to fall upon the Jedi. It it was kind of always the great thing with watching the prequels and especially attack of the clones. It's like, Oh, look at these cute, cute, cute little kids. And they're all doomed. (laughs) But again, it was a look into how this thing, how it all happens. And it all started with Attack of the Clones. Well, and if you think about all the, you go to Comic-Con or Celebration and all the people just walking around in, in Jedi robes and that wasn't really a thing until, you know, starting with Phantom Menace, but really with Attack of the Clones, just this whole idea of, of seeing, like you said, of what are just random Jedi like and, and, the, and the wide range of what they look like too. Like they all did, didn't look like obi-wan kenobi from a new hope so our next thing is very special and very contemporary in the most recent episode of book of boba there is a spectacular chef robot in Jabba's kitchen and you may have recognized it it is the coo cook droid from attack of the clones hey you now droids yeah droid comes out he's got his his spinning knives and stuff everyone fell in love with that scene the amazing kitchen scene from the gathering storm but that wonderful droid got his start or that model of droid in attack of the clones i think he was like flipping pancakes or something with all those arms making pancakes and yelling at r2d2 for eating pancakes Which I didn't even pick up on it when I first watched The Gathering Storm. I was like, oh, what a cool droid. That's super cool. And then it's just like, it's from Attack of the Clones. I was like, well, of course it is, because everything cool is from Attack of the Clones. Maybe that's a sign I've watched Attack of the Clones too much, that I was immediately like, oh man, it's the cooking droid from Attack of the Clones. (laughs) Like, as soon as I saw him chopping, it's like there he is. I'm happy to see 99, but whoa. (laughs) It's the kitchen droid. Well, our next thing that All started with Attack of the Clones. At the end of Attack of the Clones, the lightsaber fight between Anakin and Dooku in the dark. They used lightsabers with real lights, which then was used in the sequel trilogy all over the place. Mandalorian, but they did it with Ahsoka Tano, right? And again, it all started with Attack of the Clones. Well, and... You know, the animated Clone Wars show, too, took advantage of that, too. A lot of times of actually having lightsabers that emit light into the scene. It's just such a cool effect in that little part of the lightsaber duel that it's no surprise that that has become the standard now that the technology's caught up. It's just such a cool byproduct of a laser sword. And that moment too, with just the the lights going across Christopher Lee and Hayden Christensen's faces too. It's just it's pure Lucas. It's it's Lucas wilding out, like we said before. It, it's George Lucas making his experimental films. He always wants to make, but instead he just threw thirty seconds of it in Attack of the Clones. Just shaped and colored. So I'm really a documentary filmmaker. I'm, I like editing is what I like doing. Well, in our final. Super insane, important thing. Attack of the Clones Love Train. It all started with Attack of the Clones. Gabe, what is our 20th thing that got its start with the AOTC? It's the dropships. It's the equivalent of Star Wars helicopters. After three movies with more or less airplane-type spaceships, we got something that... You can crawl in the door in the side, and it flies around like a helicopter. And once that existed in the Star Wars universe, it continues to exist with the Empire got something similar in Rebels. Everybody's favorite, Razor Crest is very dropship. Even the U-Wing owes a lot to the dropship introduced in Attack of the Clones. The Republic gunship. Well, I think as we've gone through these 20 things for the 20th year, I think we set the course for what our AOTC year potentially could be. I mean, Attack of the Clones is is a trendsetter. it set the trends. We're still in the trends. We don't even know where Attack of the Clones year, like what further influences we will see with all the Star Wars to come. But I I feel like this is just going to keep going. Well, George Lucas famously said Dare to be cute, talking about the Ewoks, but when he released Attack of the Clones, he was basically saying Dare to be completely over the top outrageous. It's very nice to see that Star Wars stuff in the years since have taken that lesson to heart. It's like Count Dooku said, This is just the beginning.
2: From flight to fight mode and fires, but Django escapes. As Obi Wan Kenobi use force-flipping action to leap into battle, but Darth Tyrannus is no pushover. Django Fett takes out Mace Windu. You can use the Force to summon a lightsaber into Obi Wan's hand. Missile deflected. When the massive Reek charges in with its stomping attack. Anakin strikes back with two lightsabers. With Star Wars Episode 2 Action Figures, the Force is in your hands. A galaxy of beasts, vehicles, and action figures each sold separately. And these last points, too accurate for sand people... Only Imperial Stormtroopers are so precise.
1: So, you know the deal with Apple Podcast reviews. If you are listening to this on some sort of Apple something or other, go over there. Write something nice about the show. It helps more people find Blast Points when they go on Apple Podcasts and search Star Wars Podcasts. And we love reading your reviews. We really, really do. And if you listen on Spotify, all you got to do is leave a little star review so more people can find us on spotify and after that make sure you're checking out our website blastpointspodcast.com and following us on instagram twitter and facebook and if you're on facebook make sure you're in our blast points super chill group and the website is a great way if you need more attack of the clones madness you can go on there and search attack of the clones and find all of our backlog of attack of the clones episodes But if you want to support the show in a different way, we have got the Blast Points Army over there on Patreon where every week we are doing our Book of Boba Fett recap episodes. Just over the weekend, we had our recap episode for The Gathering Storm.
2: Storm's coming up, Annie!
1: (laughs) I kept waiting for Jira to show up and she never did. I thought when the title came up, I was like, oh, this is all going to be about Jira. Is she still on Tatooine? I don't know. But there's still there's still three episodes left. But that's the hotness going on every weekend on the Patreon. And we have got to take a hot second to give a special shout out to all the new people who have signed up for the Blast Points Army. As of recording this, we got to say a huge thank you to Jordan, Buck, Justin, Greg, Colin, Adam, Michael, Carla, Maxime, Manda, Guitar Speak Podcast, Eric, Chuckatron, Nick, Benjamin, Matt, Zach, Brandon, David, Luke, Mike, Greg, Gabe, Kendall, Brett, Ian, Jeremy, Steve, Bendor the Conqueror, Scott, Eve, and Jediah. Wow. Thank you so much, everybody. But that about wraps up 296, the kickoff to AOTC year. We got a big year planned here, folks. We're going to be going down some crazy Attack of the Clones rabbit holes. We got guests planned to come on and chit-chat. You know how we do these themed years. It's going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> so on that note, everyone, thank you all so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. May the force be with you. Goodbye, old friend.
2: May the force be with you.